Hey guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everyone doing out there today? It is Sunday, October 24th, 2021. And I uh, just want to welcome you guys to the show. And uh, just want to let you guys know that it's a beautiful Sunday here in the free state of Florida. And uh, just uh, before we get into too many things, uh, what we're going to do today is pretty much piggyback off of um, the last show, which was the uh, where we were talking about the, America's emerging social uh, credit score. Um, I hope you guys listened to that show and um, and took in what you know where I was going with this and how this is going to all equate into situations of uh, you know tyranny. You know, everyone's, we're so worried about COVID or I think most of us aren't even really worried a whole hell of a lot about COVID as much as we are about the vaccines. I mean, I think that's a safe uh, assumption, right? Um, Our biggest issue is the tyrannical government that's in Washington, D.C. right now uh, being led by uh, the almighty one, King Biden. Uh, fortunately, here in Florida, we have uh, a governor that um, is trying to get shit done, at least for us. And the good thing about him is um, the things that he's that that he's doing or trying to get done anyway is starting to bleed over into other states. I believe here he was the other day speaking about um, Florida jobs and uh and how to protect said jobs you know you shouldn't be discriminated against based on uh, basically based on your health decisions and so uh, we want to provide protection for people we want to make it clear uh, that in florida your right to earn a living is not contingent uh, upon whatever choices you're making in terms of these injections you know you shouldn't be discriminated against so you know in what do you got? Like New York and California, Illinois. Um, you know, I would say specifically in uh, all of California. I mean, I really haven't heard much uh, differences as far as L.A. or San Diego or San Francisco or whatever. It's pretty much all of California. But, uh, you know, basically, like, when, when we say New York, we, we primarily talk about New York City, right? And um, when we talk about... Illinois, it's not even Illinois, we say Chicago. Um, you know, Biden was on, he had some fucking town hall where he looked like he was shitting his pants at one point. And uh, Anderson Cooper, you know, with the hard-hitting questions, asks about, um, you know, if people refuse to get the um, the vaccines or whatnot, should they be, should they be fired, right? And, um, it's pretty funny. So I haven't actually listened to this. I'm curious to hear what this is. This was a, this was a 34-second compilation put together by uh, RNC Research. Uh, it's on Twitter. I'm going to um, let's listen to it and, and hear. I'm sure, I'm sure it's got to be good, right? So let's hear it. I have the freedom to kill you. Uh, and, uh, mm, interesting. I, know, I guess it's two weeks or a week. I, I think I'm losing track of time. What am I doing here? Los Angeles and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, um, don't pay a cent. <laughs> the, 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 uh, um, about that with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the yeah that's uh that's about all you need to know uh we have an idiot in the white house um i i i saw somewhere where the i think it was on tucker the other day they were saying why do they even have the town hall what was the purpose of it because he looked like a fucking idiot he looked like a bumbling fool and uh like I said before, I think it's mainly a, a situation where they're trying to get the 25th Amendment, and the more they can make him look like a fucking, all, you know, Alzheimer's patient, uh, the better off we are. Um, he, he, here was uh, Ronnie Double D. He was on Maria Bartoloma 
this morning on Fox. Um, and she was, you know, they were talking much about what he was, the clip I just played about the job protections and whatnot. And uh, she was asking him about that part where Biden said, you know, should, you know, where Anderson Cooper asked, should people be fired? And he was like, yeah. Um, like it's already a fucking law. This was, like I said before, this was something he talked about September 9th. Said he was going to get OSHA to do whatever. And, you know, whatever, whatever. Companies overreacted. Like like him saying what he said meant that this needed to happen. It was a done deal. I, I Biden, have spoken. Thou shalt be done. And um, here's her asking the question. Ronnie D on the backside. On, on where this is going. I mean, is he just trying to insist that this is a law so that companies follow before it could actually be, you know, abdicated and, and, and uh, confirmed to be unconstitutional? Well, first, I think it's important to point out on a scientific basis, most of those first responders have had COVID and have recovered. So they have strong protection. Uh, and so I think that influences their decision on a lot of this, that they have already had it and recovered. Uh, and so they're, not, they're making no accommodations for that. They're still pretending like that doesn't even exist. Uh, and so that's really, really troubling when you see that. Uh, but I can tell you, Maria, in Florida, uh, not only are we going to want to protect the, the law enforcement and, and all the jobs, uh, we're actually actively working to recruit out-of-state law enforcement because we do have needs in our police and our sheriff's departments. So in the next legislative session, I'm going to hopefully sign legislation that gives a $5,000 bonus to any out-of-state law enforcement that relocates in Florida. So NYPD, Minneapolis, Seattle, if you're not being treated well, uh, we'll treat you better here. You can fill important needs for us, and we'll compensate you as a result. There you go. So uh, that's how you get shit done. It was interesting. Uh, like I said, he was on, um, he was on Tucker um, the other night. And um, Tucker had asked him, um, yeah, I, you know, they were talking about whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know specifically, but I, I thought it was interesting how Tucker ended the um, the interview. Um, I'm going to play it right here. This is Tucker, and much, much again. This is about COVID cases and COVID. Uh, job restrictions and whatnot. I know. You, I know. I'm not. I don't want to bore you guys too much with too much Ronnie D talk. But uh, before I get into my what we're really going to get into on the show, uh, but uh, I, I just I was looking at this stuff earlier today. I thought it was interesting. Over more than anything, this is an individual choice. Uh, your livelihood should not be dependent on whether you get a COVID shot. Much less in the future, if these mandates take hold, whether you get your yearly booster or booster every six months or whatever they're going to make you do, uh, this is a personal decision. Number two, what Biden's doing is unconstitutional, and we have a responsibility as a state to fight back against federal overreach. But then number three, this is not good for the economy. This is just bad policy. You have a lot of businesses that actually need people, particularly in health care. And what, you're going to give people walking papers in the middle of this? So I think it's bad all around. And I think that, yes, we're going to be doing litigation against the Biden administration, which is important. But we also need to do legislation to provide protections for folks in Florida. And I'll tell you, Tucker, yes, Biden's doing mandates. And I disagree with that. I think we all do. Uh, but there are businesses that are doing this on their own, even apart from the mandates. And these are employees of theirs that have been working throughout this whole pandemic. That's and right. now they're being told, you get your walking papers, that is not a free choice. You know, Tucker, we had a nurse today at our event. She has already had COVID and she's pregnant right now. And so she says, I think this is something that I don't wanna do. How is that something that you're gonna deprive her of a right to make a living based on that very reasonable decision? So the, the White House is very focused on you and on your state, and this is the centerpiece of their domestic agenda, vaccine mandates. This is the whole thing. It's what they care about most. So if you openly defy them, I mean, are you expecting them to hit back, try to choke off federal health care money to the state, or do you expect some kind of confrontation with the Biden administration? Well, I'm sure they're going to do whatever they can. Tucker, over the summer when we had Delta hit, uh, I started a monoclonal antibody program because people were being admitted to the hospital without getting early treatment. So since we put that program in, our daily admissions have gone down about 90%. Well, as we were doing that, Biden tried to cut off the supply. 
to Florida because this is working. And so I imagine they're definitely going to do something uh, to, to try to hit back. But at the end of the day, do you think people, do you want to protect people's jobs or do you not? And I'm going to be on the side of protecting people's jobs. There you go. That is, uh, I, I would have to say, one of the greatest things about living in this state um, is when you have a governor like that that, uh, you know, is going to going to bat for its, uh, you know, for its people, for his people. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of that, it's kind of funny. It's, you have some of these, uh, governors throughout the country that are almost jockeying for a position of who's the, uh, who's the best governor, <laughs> you know, uh, they didn't play it in that clip, but I, I recall watching that particular episode. Um, and then at the end of the Tucker clip there, he, uh, he actually says to him, thank you for being America's governor, you know, and um, it's true. I mean, you, you like I said, you have a handful of governors that are actually doing stuff. And surely, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Ron DeSantis is pretty much all over the news. Um, and a lot of people are talking about him, whether it be good or bad, depending on what side of the aisle and or issue you're on. And... Um, it's obviously because he's getting shit done. So like he was talking about that monoclonal, uh, you know, situation there where it was a, you know, people were getting COVID and they uh, wanted you to go to these monoclonal sites to get early uh, treatment. And it, it worked, you know, it worked so much that when, however, um, Ron DeSantis went about doing this, obviously he's not a scientist. He's not, you know, a, a bio you know, bioengineer, whatever they're called. He, uh, he listened to his people, whether it be his, you know, the Florida surgeon general or scientist at, you know, various universities around the state, whatever. And it was suggested that this is an option and it was approved by the FDA and CDC and whoever else approves that shit for the emergency use authorization, much like the vaccines were and so on and so forth. And, uh, so he opened sites all around the state. Um, we had one here where close to where I live. They had one in Tampa, Orlando. And, uh, you know, people were, were getting this stuff, this Regeneron or whatever it was, and it was working. People were having were able to stay out of the hospitals, were able to. For example, uh, you know, I told you guys before, back in August, me and my wife got COVID. And, uh, you know, it hit her a little bit harder than it hit me. I was fine. Um you know, for the most part, I lost the smell, the the uh, taste and smell or whatever. But for the most part, I was good. Um, she was more sick in the sense that she had like the flu. She had more of a flu type situation. I mean, she wasn't in the hospital or on ventilator or any of that bullshit. But um, she did like doctor on demand and try and get some antibiotics or something. And they uh, asked if they if we had one of those monoclonal things close to where we live and at the time he they were just getting that started hadn't gotten one open here um but nonetheless what happened was as these things opened up around the state um cases started to drop i mean drop like a rock and what happened was florida was buying up so much of this stuff this regeneron whoever wherever they get it i don't know but um to the point where biden stopped it like he okay so supposedly when when this stuff was first released under the uh you know emergency authorization it was like each state could could get order whatever they wanted to order from i don't even know who it came from but whatever that's not important <laughs> you know then once it started to work and he was making biden look like an ass clown Biden's like, oh, no, you know, states are only supposed to get X amount of doses per state per week or however however it was and basically cut us off because, God forbid, it was working. God forbid we were trying to save lives here in Florida, right? And then uh, I recall an interview where he, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, did a deal with a different pharmacy company that was making a similar product and was able to keep the things open. Nonetheless, the cases, like he said, 90% drop. And it's funny how if you don't live in Florida, 
any, I shouldn't even say if you don't live in Florida, because even if you live in Florida, there's plenty of uh, left-wing media outlets, even local, that still try and pimp COVID as being the death touch, you know. But obviously, the numbers are dropping. You know, they had the whole thing before college football. It's going to be a super sped out, wasn't that what Fauci was saying? And then uh, University, University of Florida, go Gators, um, did a thing like a week or two ago, did a, a research on that. Uh, you know, was it or was it going to be a super spreader? And it come to find out it, it no football game across the country. It wasn't just in Florida or wherever. You know, across the country, none of none of the college football games, none of the – especially your big – like your SEC schools pack stadiums. Your Big Ten schools – for the most part, maybe not all your Big Ten, but, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, whatever, Michigan, they pack out those stadiums. You know, you're talking 80, 90, 100,000 people in these stadiums packed. And um, there was no case of any kind of super spreading event. It's not like there was a Florida Gator game and, uh, you know, two days later, you know, 30,000 people got COVID, whatever. Anyway, um, now that the cases are dropping, you don't really hear much about it, whereas it was almost a daily basis. Oh, 30,000 people have COVID in Florida, 30,000 people, 40,000, whatever. You don't hear much about it. But it's the key in where he was talking about was the mandates. And when, when we um, first started hearing about all this stuff, about the vaccines, and, you know, I was, you know, last week I played you a little bit of the, one of the shows that we did back in April about social credit scores. And um, it was, you know, based, our ideas were based on a show that was on Netflix, right? And um, I started doing a lot of research on social credit store, scores, social credit systems, and what they're doing doing in China. Not what they're thinking about doing. They're doing this in China. And um, how does it equate to um, COVID slash vaccines slash, uh, you know, whatever. Okay. So if you want to get into the conspiracy thinking points of the vaccine, forget about COVID. COVID is what it is. Um, COVID was what they, my, my infamous, they, if I was recording this on YouTube, you would, you would see me throw the quotations up. I'm really not doing this, these episodes on YouTube. And, and I'll tell you the reason why is in the last episode I did, I talked a lot about COVID and it got shadow banned on YouTube. It's up. You can watch it, but guarantee you, you click on it and the links are on the, uh, on the website, don't tread And, uh, yeah, I put them up on Twitter. I put them up on the Facebook page and you click on it and you get a COVID warning. So I know it's not popping up anywhere. You literally have to go to the YouTube page, Don't Tread on America, to watch it or to the website or whatever. It's not going to come up in random, uh, you know, happenstance, so to speak. But nonetheless, um, not to totally get off on another little situation, but if you guys, if anyone out there has ever tried to upload videos to YouTube, it's not... It's not a, a quick process. It takes a it takes a minute. So if I do a you know an hour show about whatever, it takes literally I can record a show. It'd be an hour show, and it takes about three hours to get it up on YouTube. I'm not lying when I say that. So, and it's mainly because once it's not even so much my computer recording it and up and and making the file and making the edits whatever. It's the putting it on YouTube it takes two three hours. It's because Whatever the process is that they do, it they check music, background, background noise, um, and whatever. Then they throw their labels on, and if there's, like I did the episode with the United We Stand, Divided We Die. I played, what, a five-minute Martin Luther King speech. I don't even think it was five minutes. And it got, <laughs> oddly enough, got banned in China and Italy and whatnot. So I was like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. But anyway, something like this, I'm not going to video record and put it on YouTube because it's more of a waste of my time than it is productive. It's on the podcast. We can hear it, and that's good enough for me. What I will do is everything I talk about, any article that I use, um, will be on the uh, podcast app, just like on the last one. I did the one from The Hill and The Federalist. Those links are there because I don't like to read these articles word for word because some of them are you know, a page, two pages long. And um, like one of the articles I'm going to read 
that I'm going to read from um, has a video on it, and it's like 15 minutes long. I really don't feel like playing that video for you. You guys can go to the page. The video's there. Surprisingly enough, it's actually a YouTube video. It's actually there. But <laughs> anyway, um, so where this is going is with the mandates and the vaccines. And like I said, COVID was more of the catalyst to start the engine. Okay. They needed COVID or something like that to enact everything else that they want to do. And when I say they, it goes back to shows we've done before where we're talking about the, the WEF, you know, the World Economic Forum, the, uh, the NWO, the, you know, all the different groups that are out there. The Davos group, uh, Bill Gates, you know, names that you know and names that you don't know. You know, of course, you like, you know, George, you, well, you don't know, him, but you know of George Soros, you know of the Rothschilds, you know of these people. When I say those names, you know, but there's so many more that you don't know about. Who funds Soros? Who, you know, who is behind those, those people, you know? And I, I don't know the answer to that. And um, it's interesting to find out. It will be. And we will find out, surely. But um, the people you know, the faces you know, the Bidens, the Clintons, the Rothschilds, the the Fauci's, the the Gates, the you know, as rich as those people are, there's a lot of richer people behind them, telling them what to do, and that's why those people are rich. Why is Bill Gates? Why does any of this matter to Bill Gates? He's a fucking Microsoft nerd, computer nerd. Why does he give a shit about vaccines? and uh, mandates and vaccinations and whatever. I don't know. That's something he can only answer. Obviously, you can never be too rich is the only thing I can think of. So when I say social credit system, you know, I said on the last show, this is not something that they're thinking about doing in China. This is an ongoing. So here's a, um, a clip. Now, this is from... Let me read this from. This is from China's social credit system in action on a train. Okay, I've got to play these things as I come across them because this is new. Just came up on Twitter. Um, because surely if I don't play it when I see it, you won't, it won't be around. So here it is. It's a minute long. If I had music. There we go. Smoking is strictly prohibited on the train. And please do not use perfume, hairspray, and other spray products in the toilet. These behaviors will trigger the smoke alarm system and affect the train operations. Smoking on the train would be fined from 500 to 2001 according to the regulations on railway safety depending on the circumstances. Meanwhile, it would be credited to the personal credit information system according to the regulations on credit information industry and would be imposed restrictions on ticket purchase in 180 days. For your good personal credit, Please obey relevant national laws and regulations and regulations of the railway company. Please don't smoke on the CRH train. Thank you for your cooperation. So, did you catch all that? It was don't smoke and whatever, you know, use hairspray, whatever she said. Um, If you do, you'll be fine X amount of, it wasn't even dollars, it was credit it was a credit. It wasn't dollars. It was like they're going to find you and say, oh, we're going to find you, you know, $100 for smoking on the train. It was a uh, a credit, a social credit, right? You heard that. You heard her say it. That's all. Now, the video was a person, sorry, was a person on a, like a commuter train. They're, they were in the bathroom. You know, I don't know if you could hear the sink or whatever. They were like washing their hands or whatever. And that was something that was being pumped in over the, uh, you know, over the speakers, whatever, and the person recorded it. I'd uh, be curious to know if that person's still alive or if they got thrown in jail or whatever. But um, anyway, uh, so like, I, like I've read this to you before, so where the state rewards and punishes various behaviors through the use of centralized database, citizens smoke in a non-smoking area, drive poorly, criticize the government, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so the um, the way it works. Is, so you know, me and Chris. I don't know if anyone went back and listened to that whole episode of the April fifth social credit score. But even just a little bit, I played on the show last the other day um, was interesting because we've never really tried to we've been trying to figure out how are they going to know that it's you like okay if 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 Don Q is on the train going from here to there and I'm washing my hands in the bathroom and I light up a cigarette how do they know that that was me on the train lighting the cigarette now obviously they could know I was on the train if I had to buy a ticket and whatever I get that but how do they know I lit the cigarette right so <laughs> all right here we go so this is going to be a situation where if you guys are listening to this right now you might think okay don lost his fucking mind and he's uh alex jones in it with the uh lizard people and tinfoil hats and all that shit um maybe maybe not this is just something that i came across that I thought was interesting because it kind of falls in line with everything else. Okay. So this is from an article. This is a website surprisingly still up on the internet. And the gentleman in the video, like I said, I'm not going to play the video, but it's Stu Peters TV. Um, oddly enough, it's still on this video's up on, at least it's up on this website. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to post this web this particular article on the app page so you can click on if you want to watch the video but um the the name of the website is centipede nation resistance to tyranny is a virtue okay so i listened i watched the video before i started recording this and um i would i would i don't know this Stu peters i don't know him from adam other than a little bit that i've watched the video like i said it's about a 14 something minute video i really don't want to play it for you guys because like i said anyway and uh, there was a lot of uh, mentions of God and God bless you and so on and so forth. And, and you, everyone that people that know me know I have no issues with that. Obviously, I'm a reverend, right? I'm a reverend Dong, right? Um, so I would say that this show is more religious based that he does, which is fine. Um, but anyway, the, the key is here. He had a Pfizer employee by the name of Karen Kingston on this show. And uh, <laughs> evidently, what had happened was Pfizer has filed, filed a, a couple of um, different patents, okay? So, I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll read the article. And so, basically, it starts out like this. The patent is for a social credit system using substances in the jab that transmit info via your mobile device to s- some central authority that will determine things like prioritizing boosters, uh, who you associate with, all the way to controlling your behavior by determining access to resources, right? So it has the patent number. So there's a multitude of patents. So the first one is number 202-100-82583. Now, I'm telling you when I say this, you can, well, if you want to Google it, you can, but my suggestion would be I use DuckDuckGo. You'll probably have more uh, luck finding stuff like this if you use DuckDuckGo. Um, Google has a tendency to uh, block shit and pretend like it doesn't exist. Uh, on a side note, if you have a, I don't, I don't have a Google or a, you know, a Android device. My, I do use i iPhone devices. Not that one's any better than the other, but whatever. Um, if you go on your settings. In the iPhone, if you don't know how to do this, you go to your settings, go to your web browser. You can change it from Safari to DuckDuckGo. It is an option, but nonetheless. So if you Google that patent, it is a legitimate patent, okay? <laughs> and it and it's pretty freaky stuff. And it goes into um, what's, what's in, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard about nanoparticles and uh, chromial, God, I can't think of what it's called offhand, but there's supposedly, obviously we don't know this because we haven't been given a, uh, ingredients list, right? But, um, so in the, um, in this, uh, 
patent, right? Says the uh, present invention in some embodiments thereof relates to the methods and systems prioritizing vaccines, treatments, testing, and more, particularly but not exclusively to the method and system prioritizing vaccination treatments testing in a pandemic situation whereby vaccines are at short supply while protecting the privacy of the individual and the population. So the rest of the patent is about how to, or how the invention, the credit, the social credit score app will interact with your mobile device to determine whether you have priority for receiving the next booster shot. So I'm sure you guys have seen excuse me so this has been you know it's been going on for a couple months now in new york they had the i think it's called the excelsior pass and that was where you you get your shots and then you could upload everything onto your um onto this pass so you didn't actually have to carry a physical card you'd have your 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 smartphone with you and um you know they'd scan the qr code and whatever so that would also (laughs) somehow or another these apps okay so this is where it kind of falls into the 5g situation and i'm sure if if you guys are listening to this some of you might be scratching your head thinking i lost my fucking mind whatever and i'm not saying that i'm 100 percent on board with this but the more i read stuff the more i have to wonder right but uh in this uh in this theory okay you have a lot of people wondering why are companies like Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile, for example, those are your main carriers, right? Why are they pushing 5G so much to the point where I was having a discussion with someone the other day about the new iPhone. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, I have Verizon. I love Verizon. It's a little more expensive, but it's good service, whatever. But what kills me is the 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 way they're pushing everybody to the not the the new iPhone 13, and I, and it's true. Like you see these commercials, and it's not just Verizon; it's all of them that do it. In the sense that um, if you have uh, if you're a current customer with Verizon, oh that's okay. You can come get the new iPhone for free. Usually, it's more uh, they try to entice the AT and T or T Mobile people, or, or vice versa. AT and T tries to get the Verizon people, whatever. So why such the push to just give everyone a free fucking thousand dollar, however much they cost, iPhone? Well, it's to ensure that everybody has a 5G phone. Why? Why is that important? Why is 5G more important than the 4G? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I mean, logically speaking, you would assume the the service is faster, technology is better, whatever. And I think it's a situation where the they in my scenario. Uh, they, 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 uh, it's like a drug, so to speak, in the sense that when cell phones first came out, whatever, you can make phone calls. And then it was, as they became a little more advanced, you could take pictures and send pictures, right? And then you could take videos and send videos. And then Facebook came out and then Twitter came out and then this came out and then that came out and it was on your phone. You could interact. And let's say you had a... I think the big thing, I remember when it first came out, was 3G. Oh, my God, 3G phone. Oh, look how fast it is. Oh, great. Um, But then when it went from 3G to 4G, 3G sucked, right? 4G was so much better. And I I think it's a situation where they try to, oh, this is a little bit better, and this is a little bit better. Look, if 3G was good, 4G was better, 5G is going to be great, right? But you ask some people, and they'll say 5G, you know, 5G is the devil. And then you talk about the vaccines and what is in the vaccine. I'm sure you guys have seen videos of people holding magnets up to where they got the shot and it's sticking to their arm. And uh, there's supposedly this thing and that. And this lady, this Karen Kingston, talks about that, about the different things that are in these vaccines through these different uh, patents that are, um, <laughs> that are uh, you know, being presented here. Um, would one have to do with the other? Okay, so like I said, how would they know that it was me on the train? Well, if I had the vaccine, which, you know, they're trying to get, what did, what did he say, 99% of the America? I mean, that's just what Biden's saying about America. Obviously, it's not just America. This isn't just about us. It's about the world. It's about world domination. It has nothing to do with me, you, and the person you live next door to. It has to do with me, you, the person you like <laughs> live next door to, 
Canada, Mexico, Ireland, Israel, and so on and so forth. Okay? Um, so the more people that we get vaccinated, the more 5G towers they get put up, the more people that have 5G networks, the easier it is to track you. Because if you're, if you're vaccinated, whether you upload the apps or not, your phone, like we talked about this before, the phone listens to everything you say. The phone knows. Once you buy the phone, once you go to Verizon, ATT, whoever, and get your phone, okay, you, you know, I bought a phone, I bought the iPhone, I bought the uh, Samsung Galaxy, whatever. Um, <laughs> whether you buy one phone for you or a phone for you, your, your, your wife, your daughter, your kids, you know, whatever, they know. Okay, so now that phone is tagged to you and your people, and you're basically a transmitter for the for the phone to transmit to the to the um, cell towers to transmit where you're at. So that that's my thought process. So as you read on to this article, the other patents. There, I think there was uh, where is it at? Uh, let's see, one, two. Looks like four different patents that they filed. So one of the other ones is uh, it says in embodiments. So detailed prescription, or I'm sorry, description with many more examples. Um, let me see if I click on that, what happens. My computer freezes up, or if it gets locked out, I don't know. <laughs> so methods of systems and prioritizing treatments. So this is much more about the, uh, about the, uh, the booster here. So let me go back to the page and click on the other one here. And this is... Okay, so this is about metal complexes. So this is about different compounds that are in the quote-unquote invention. So the invention is generally directed or detecting and or imaging analytics and uh, more particularly to, uh, to detect and or image amyloid plaque or both of proteins and peptides. The invention also is... So this is much of the way of uh, transmitting, right? Um, I mean, it's just freaky stuff <laughs> to me. I mean, like I said, you could say, okay, this is kind of conspiracy theory stuff and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But, um, what this lady has to say is very, very interesting, um, stuff. And she worked for Pfizer. Now, I guess you could say she worked, used to work for Pfizer. Maybe she's got bad blood in her bones. Maybe she hates them. But I'm going to read this to you. So Karen was on with uh, Brandon House show on October 8th and explained uh, on the patents in greater detail. Here's a, There's a link here for the video. Like I said, I'm not going to click it. This is a separate video from the last one. Karen talks about how the DOD's goal is to transform the DOD through AI. It will be taking over the workplace, integrating all aspects of society. Americans will be taught to interact appropriately with AI. She says injections include these substances that will prepare us for this. She goes on to talk about OECD, which is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, and how that's tied to the goal of creating an international tax system with internet. Um, I'm sorry, integration of AI. So let me read that again. International tax system. Well, in order to have an international tax system, you have to have what? An international monetary system, right? Which goes back to what the fuck's going on in this country right now, which is what, right? The fucking economy is going to shit in a handbasket. Um, I just put gas in my car this morning. Um, and I've told you guys before, I have to use premium. It's $4 a gallon. <laughs> a year ago, it was a uh, two something, for for a premium, you know, um, regular gas was a buck something, buck eighty, buck seventy nine, whatever, and it's two or I'm sorry, it's like yeah, two dollars more. It's like three, three seventy, three eighty. Um, but nonetheless, so we've said this before. I'll say it again, and I'll tell you about it again next week because until enough people hear me, you know, I, I'm telling you guys. Um, we, uh, 
as what they need to do is destroy the American economy. They need to destroy the American dollar. They need to destroy, destroy I mean, how many people in this country, government-wise, are shying, are trying to shy people away from Bitcoin? I've told you guys before about buying silver and gold. Now, there's some people that are proponents for that, and there's some people that are opponents for that. But I think it would be better to have some gold and silver on hand along with supplies versus cash money because cash money if that dollar is worth shit like i told you before 1920s germany they they used their cash to burn literally for heat because it was cheaper than using the cash to buy the heat um because america's money america's monetary system is as much as we think of it as american money the u.s dollar runs the world as we go the world goes um, to the point where you could be in another country and a lot of these other countries accept U.S. currency because it's worth more than theirs, you know. And um, so you can't have an international tax system or an international monetary system as long as American dollar is worth what it's worth, okay. And this started way back when they took the, the dollar off the gold standard. And who was that? Nixon, I think. Um, so, I mean, this isn't anything new. This isn't a new process. Like I said, this is something that's taken time. I mean, the, the, the country of the United States was formed in the sense of being the new world. It, you know, you read in history books, oh, the new world. They, they considered America the new world, not because it was new to them I mean, it was, but it's not the reason they called it that. It was because it was supposed to be a fresh start. It was going to be the new world order. What happened was they, the king and who the people, the powers that be, tried to impose their will, and people like us stood up and said, uh, the fuck you will, you can suck it, and we're throwing your shit in the, in the Boston Harbor. <laughs> you know, essentially that's, you know, the uh, Cliff Notes version of that. But anyway... Uh, reading these patents, I don't want to go through them all because I'm not a scientist. Words are hard. I'm going to post this article up. You guys can read it. I think the point being is the fact that this was done. So this article was posted on the 20th. It's 24th. Uh, and it's still up. It's surprisingly enough to me. So I came across another article. Now this is from the gray zone. Okay, so uh, I don't know what side of the aisle they lean on. I really don't give a shit. The article's interesting. This was wrote by um, Jeffrey Lafredo and Max Blumenthal. This was October 19th. So, what was that? Tuesday, I think. So, um, how it reads is, The titans of global capitalism are exploiting the COVID-19 crisis to institute a social credit-style digital ID systems across the West. When they say the West, they mean America. So... Um, let's see, I'm going to kind of breeze through this. Um, has a lot to do with our favorite computer nerd. Um, what's his face there? Bill Gates, right? <laughs> so, um, so what, see what, what happened was, let me start right here. So the death, of death by starvation of this guy, I have no idea how to say his first name, so I'm just going to call him Mr. Devi, a 67-year-old widow, or maybe it's a chick, so a widow from the rural Indian state of Jakarhand uh, might have passed without notice had it not been part of a more widespread trend. Like 1.3 billion of her fellow Indians, Devi, had been pushed to enroll in a biometric digital ID system called Adahar in order to access public services, including her monthly allotment of 25 kilograms of rice. When her uh, fingerprint failed to register in the shoddy system, Debbie was denied her food rations. Throughout the course of the following three months, in 2017, she was reportedly refused food till she succumbed to humber, um, humber, <laughs> hunger in her home alone. So this was in 17, so this was obviously before COVID, right? So this was in India, not Indian as in a Native American. So this was in the country of India. So this is something that that's being processed throughout the world, folks. This isn't and when I say the things that I'm saying, I'm not talking about America. Yes, I'm I'm worried about America because I live here 
and I'm worried about myself and my family and of course you guys and uh but but this is a world thing me and Chris have been telling you this for months now this isn't conspiracy theories this is truth so let me read on okay so pre-manny Kumar, a 64-year-old woman, also from Chikarhan, met the same demise as Devi, dying of hunger and exhaustion that same year after Adahar's system transferred her pension payments to another person without her permission while cutting off her monthly food rations. A similar cruel fate was reserved for Santashi Kumari, an 11-year-old girl from Jack Harden, uh, who repa- reportedly died begging for rice after her family's ration card was canceled because it had not been linked to their Adahar digital ID. These three heart-rending casualties were among a spat of deaths in rural India in 2017, which came as a direct result of their digital ID system. With over 1 billion Indians in the database, Adahar is the largest biometric digital ID program ever constructed, besides serving as portal to government services, it, it tracks users' movements between cities, their employment status, and purchasing records. It is a de facto social credit system that serves as a key entry point to, process, uh, to accessing services in India. Having branded Adahar's creator, fellow billionaire Nandan Nalekani is a hero. Uh, initiatives uh, backed by tech oligarch, wait for it, wait for it, Bill Gates have long sought to bring the Adahar approach to other countries. With the onset of the COVID-19 crisis, Gates and other mavens of the digital ID industry have an unprecedented opportunity to introduce their programs into wealthy countries in the global north. For those yearning for the to the end of a pandemic-related restrictions, credential programs certifying their vac- vaccinations against covid have been marked as a key to reopening the economy, restoring their personal freedom, but the implementation of immunity passports is also accelerating the establishment of the global digital identity infrastructure. Whew, that is a mouthful of bullshit. That's what it is. So the way I read that is you have COVID. Everyone's clamoring to get back to normal because we're going on damn near two years of this bullshit, right? Granted, I live in Florida, and it's not that bad here from a normalcy standpoint. But I can only imagine what you guys are going through in New York and especially in California. I mean, you know, I have listeners all over the world. So, God forbid, I got, I know I pray for the people in Australia and California, the shit you guys are going through. So, I can only imagine. So, anyway... As the military surveillance firm and NATO contractor Thales recently put it, vaccine passports are a precursor to digital ID wallets. And as CEO of iProve, a biometric ID company and homeland security contractor, hmm, emphasizes to Forbes, the evolution of vaccine certificates will actually drive the whole field of digital ID in the future. So therefore, it's not just about COVID. This is about something even bigger. So it's basically the COVID vaccines and more so the digital aspect of the COVID vaccine. So I was in Walmart this morning and uh, they do the COVID shots there, right? There's a big ass, um, you know, like a tri-board, like a little advertising board. It's like, get your COVID vaccines here and get your digital, your digital vaccine ID, passport, blah, 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 whatever it's called. Scan this uh, QR code here for more information, whatever. Uh, no, thank you, because as soon as you do that, I feel like if you scan a QR code like that, it's linking your phone, right? But nonetheless, there's your start, okay? I'm sure you've seen commercials on TV. I think it's called I think it's called iWallet. I, I'm not sure exactly what it's called. It's just something that came to me. I was just thinking about this, where I saw the guy, you, lo- you lose your driver's license, you can like, scan your eye you're you're you know you do the eyeball scan thing like you see on the movies and stuff and they, oh that's you know bob johnson <laughs> they have all your information i've told you guys about uh i think it's amazon one or something like that and it's a similar situation you've seen 
where people are getting these RFID chips put in their um, hands for like their workplace so they can access doors and whatnot. Why in the fuck would you do that? But everyone has a fucking cell phone. And most everyone that has a cell phone has a smartphone. Whatever brand it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's iPhone, or Samsung, or LG, I don't know, whatever else is out there. It doesn't matter. It's about the smart aspect of the uh, functions of the phone. Okay, so let me read on. For the national security state, digital immunity passports promise unprecedented control over populations uh, wherever such systems are implemented. And Kavakian, not Kavorkian, but Kavakian, the former privacy commissioner of Ontario, Canada, has described the vaccine passport system already active in her province as a new inescapable web of surveillance with geolocation data being tracked everywhere. A new inescapable web of surveillance with geolocation data being tracked everywhere. The thing is, the more I read this shit, the more I don't want to have a cell phone, or at least a smartphone, right? Because it's not, it is about the vaccines, but it's more about the digital ID aspect of it. The the vaccines and the vaccine passports is just a door. It's just an open door. For tech oligarchs such as Bill Gates and non I'm sorry, neoliberal institutions such as the World Economic Forum. Hmm. Digital ID and digital currency systems have already enabled the extraction of unbelievable profits in the global south where hundreds of millions of people remain unbanked and therefore outside the sphere of electronic payment system. Now, with the grassroots protesting building against the extraordinary regime of vaccine passports, the capitals of global capitalism, and camp- campaigning are more urgent, uh, with more urgency than ever to bring digital ID to the West. <clears throat> For these global interests, the digitalization of immunity passports represents the critical tool in a long-planned economic and political transformation. Quote, with no COVID pass, my wife and I are banished from society. So that was, uh, someone said that. I don't know why it's quoted. But anyway, across the globe, certificate and vaccination against COVID-19 is already a requirement to participate in daily life. And in, in Indonesia, COVID-19 vaccines are mandatory. And those who refuse may face fines or be refused access to public services. In Greece, residents must present immunity to work in their or inner bars, theaters, and indoor public spaces. France has similarly required residents to carry health passes for access to restaurant, bars, trains, and any venue accommodating more than 50 people, a decision that has still widespread protests throughout the country. The socialist French former president candidate, Jean Lacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacalacal
it goes on to tell you about the different countries and their their particular different situations. Ideally, the whole point of this is we want to get people vaccinated for whatever reason, right? You have so much pushback on the fact that um, the fact that uh, the vaccines don't even really work, right? We've had people get the vaccine and die. We've had people not get the vaccine and die. We've had people get the vaccine and end up in the hospital. So what's the purpose of the vaccine? Okay. I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems very you know suspicious that maybe there is much more to do than it just being a vaccine. The vaccine opens the door to people getting the vaccine passport. So you get your card saying, oh, I was vaccinated on whatever day, at whatever place, by whatever doctor. We have a flimsy paper uh, card that might be like, uh, oh, I don't, I'm going to lose this card. I don't really want to carry this card. It's going to get fucked up in my wallet. I might lose it in my purse, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, But maybe... So you, you give them this flimsy card, but then you say, you know what? If you don't want this card, uh, you can transfer all this information to this handy-dandy little app we can put on your phone. So once you do that, so now the app knows, okay, this is, you know, Bob Johnson. He's been vaccinated um, with the whatever vaccine. Um, he has the app. So then it's going to, you know, if if what they're saying is in these vaccines is true, they're saying that that can track you. So then the the vaccine, whatever's in there, tran, you know, transmits information to your phone, to that app, transferring that to wherever. And then as time goes by, this obviously isn't something that's going to happen tomorrow. So if you get these vaccines and then you put said app on your phone, it's not like tomorrow you're going to be initiated to the social credit system. But it's a start, and that's what they're trying to do. This um, this lady, I can't just came across this other article, which I'm going to read and I'll talk about it next uh, on the next episode. And the the title of the article is "Smartphones: Your Personal Prison Guard?" Question mark. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for today because that's interesting. I really want to keep rolling with this particular subject title because there's a lot to talk about. I could literally probably do a show every day just to get all this information out that's in my head. It's driving me crazy. But I will save it for Wednesday. But what we're going to do with this is, like I said, I'm going to go into the smartphone aspect of it. What we can do to stop that, uh, if you want your iPhones or your Samsungs or whatever to get on Facebook and Twitter and, of course, listen to your favorite podcast, Don't Tread on America, and access the website, dontreadonamerica.com, where you can see the videos and access all our social media. But if that's all you want to use your your iPhones and whatnot for, that's great. But there's got to be a way to not get tracked. And we'll go into that in the next episode. All right, guys? So with that, I just want to remind you guys of our sponsors, redcon1.com backslash, no, there's no backslash, redcon1.com. Just click the link at the bottom of the podcast app, wherever you're listening to me on, and that'll take you right to their webpage and use the promo code T20Cordimus. You'll get 20% off. Great stuff. I'm telling you guys, what I might have to do is take a picture of all the shit that I got in my cabinet, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> Click on that, go there, and uh, of course, don't forget about our legendary sponsor, smoothmyballs.com backslash DTOM. That's right, 20% off razors and razor accessories. Another great product. Check them out. Tell them Don sent you. And please, guys, please, please, please go to the website, dontrailamerica.com. Subscribe, put in your information. I'll send you emails. I'll send you spam. I'll send, no, I won't send you spam. <laughs> and you get notifications when the shows are up and uh, any in particular stuff that comes along. And on that note, I'm going to leave you guys with a great day. Today is Sunday, October 24th, 2021. 
And with that being said, I am Don Q, and this is Don't Tread on America.